0: Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to take a quick moment to plug the upcoming free masterclass that we're going to be doing on Tuesday, May 16th. We will have two times, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So that's also 12 and 3 Eastern. The title of the masterclass is the most common legal and tax mistakes at each stage of business and how you can avoid them. I'm going to show you how you can make the ultimate shift from struggling to manage your business gremlins, like the finances and legalities, to creating ease, automation, and peace of mind. So I'm gonna teach you on the masterclass for about 40, 45 minutes. And then the end, like always, I'm going to open the doors to Unfuck Your Biz, our signature program, where you can work with us as a cohort with another group of students, step by step through our six part Unfuck Your Biz framework. So if you're excited to learn more, see what the options are going to be for us to help you get everything squared away in your business that you've had on your to do list for a while now. You need to come and check it out and join us on the free training. That's going to be at www.bradendrake.com forward slash masterclass. And we will, of course, link that in the show notes. Now, enjoy the show. All right, friends, welcome back to the podcast. As always, this is your host, Braden. And today I am joined by a friend, a student of our program. Emily, how are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes, very exciting. Now, I was going to say normally I would grab like a bio and all that beforehand and read it. But, you know, I did not really prepare a whole lot for this. Um, I thought it would be more fun if we just had you introduce yourself to the audience. So tell everyone what it is that you do, what your business is, all that good stuff.
1: Sure. So I am Emily Monis. Uh, My business is called Emily Monis Events. I am a queer wedding planner based out of the New York City area. I primarily serve LGBTQIA plus clients, um, but I'm also vegan. So I tend to get a a good amount of vegan clients as well. Um, And yeah, I plan weddings and events and throw parties and put on big shows and it's a freaking blast. I love it.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. And when did you, when did you start?
1: Uh, 2016 officially as a event coordinator, but before that I did a lot of volunteer work with with Woodstock Farm Sanctuary. If you could see me, I'm pointing at my sweatshirt right now. Um, they kind of gave me my start and like made the wheels turn that like, Ooh, I love this kind of work. This gets my, uh, gets me going and, um, I credit them for my career today.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. Okay. So I started officially in 2016. So -hmm. eight years, eight years you've had your own company. Yes
1: something like that. that, Yeah. How does that feel? It doesn't feel like that long, honestly. Um, It's, it's, and, and, you know, a big part of where I am today um, is so vastly different. Like I've had this trajectory over the past two years that is completely different than when I first started. It was a really slow roll for me, but Mm -hmm. now I kind of like hit my, hit my groove and feel really good about where I'm at. A lot of that's thanks to you, Brayden. So thank you. (laughs) Okay, yay. Love
0: that. We're going to talk about it. But what was kind of the impetus for that uh, snowball effect in your business?
1: Um, Coming out of the pandemic, um, I I had gone through some personal crises, I guess. I mean, the pandemic overall for everyone was kind of like a big crisis, but then I got divorced um, and I last year moved into my own place all by myself. I am fully single, uh, on my own for the first time in my entire life. And that kind of opened the door for me to really focus on myself and my business. Like I am a recovering people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So, um, I often put others needs before myself, before my own, even my business before, um, before my own, um, I didn't really, you know, give myself the time that I needed to really focus on things. And it just kind of, once I had that time to myself to really focus, it just kind of a lot of things shifted for me. And I had the time to to do what I wanted to do for once. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like, what has really seen me through to this like kind of little mini explosion of growth.
0: <laughs> okay, beautiful. So it's kind of just more like time and intentionality you've been able to put into your business. Then you're really seeing that pay off, like the dividends pay off from that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and getting control of my finances. I was one of those kinds of um, like, like hands off. It'll all work out. I can just do all my books in one day, getting ready for taxes and it won't be a big deal (laughs) kind of person. And I'm not doing that anymore. And it feels amazing. Okay, it well, I feels- want to talk
0: I, yeah, I want to circle back to more about like how what that actually does for you, but let's start let's start to talk a little bit more about the growth trajectory of your business. So do you mind sharing where you are revenue wise? I won't like strong do sure. it, but you know that I share yeah. all the numbers on my podcast. Yeah,
1: yeah, so um like, <laughs> I can't even believe I'm saying this number, um, cause it's pretty huge for me, but I projected this year to make 75 K
0: nice. Cool. Cool, yeah, cool. That,
1: that is up from just a year ago. I was at 40.
0: Nice. Okay. So almost, so, double.
1: yeah, it's, it's blown my mind.
0: <laughs> so how does that feel?
1: Uh, unreal. It feels, uh, <laughs> surreal. Um, but you know, I, I have worked really hard and I have built a lot of really strong relationships. Uh-huh. A lot, uh, a lot of my work comes from the majority, but I do no advertising for my business. Okay. So a lot of my work, majority of my work comes through referrals, um, either from former clients, friends of former clients, um, And that's really, and I think that's the key to to what I've done here for myself is that I'm, I've built the relationships. I'm really cooperative and collaborative in the way that I like to work with folks. I get really consistent, incredible feedback from the people I work with, both clients and fellow vendors, that they just have such a good time working with me and I make it easy for them. And that's like the greatest thing for me. Like I, I, you gotta capture
0: some of those testimonials and get those on your website.
1: I do. I have so, I have a lot of them on there, but you know, it's, it's, it's often like in the night of like when we're saying goodbye, they're just like, you were just so awesome. And (laughs) I can't wait to work with you again. And that feels really good. That's what I want. You know, like I want to have the relationships that makes people want to work with me over and over again.
0: Yeah, that's that's when you got to tell people, you gotta say, like, okay, thank you very much. I appreciate that. But I'm gonna need that in writing tomorrow. <laughs> so I can put it on my website. Okay, so exactly. 75, 75 this year. What's your where are you hoping to where are you hoping to go? What's your goal? What's your goal for next year and beyond?
1: Oh gosh. I I honestly am not sure because when I saw that number, it shocked me. And, and I was in such surprise that it was that number uh-huh. um that I I didn't really. I never imagined that I would even get there. I was like, okay, I'll probably teeter in the the 40 to 50 K range, but now I'm like, okay, this has changed a lot for me. And so I've, I've just recently hired my first employee. Um, so that is something that I'm hoping to, to springboard into next year in having them draw in business for me, Uh having someone else who's kind of can take a lead planner role, um, I guess my next goal feasibly is 100, 100K. Mm-hmm. That would be <laughs> that be well, the next, well, next thing to do. <laughs> how much, I was going to
0: ask, how much on average are you charging for your like planning packages? Because I, I want to uh, break down like how many clients you're going to have this year at 75K.
1: Yeah, so I have two uh, nonprofit clients. So those make up a, a, a good portion of my work. Um, they, they make about 20K of my work. And then the rest is with uh, my current clients. So my packages average from 4,500 for management only. And then I've got a partial planning package at 6,500. And then my full service is nine eighty nine ninety eight thousand with percentage on top of that.
0: 9,800, you mean?
1: Yeah, 9,800. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, nice, nice, nice. Because I always like to th- also think about like, when are you going to hit your capacity? So like, how many clients can you handle in a year? And then at what revenue marker, I call that your ceiling, right? So then at what revenue marker do you have to start to hire, but you've already hired someone. So you're kind of a step ahead, which is what I typically recommend, right? You want to, you want to like s- solve capacity issues before you hit, capa- like before you get capacity problems.
1: Yes, I, I want to give a big, big shout out to Haley at Refine because I had a coaching session with her and she also encouraged me to, to take the nice. step now. So thank you, Haley.
0: <laughs> yeah, good, 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 good. Because I think a lot of people stress out about that. They're like, well, I can't hire an employee until I like hit my capacity with clients. And it's like, no, 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 you can. Because what we often don't think is we're going to pay our employees hourly. So we're not paying our employees unless we have work for them to do. And if we have work for them to do, it means we have paying clients to pay the employee, right? Yep,
1: yep, yep. So yep. you
0: can hire someone part-time who can then scale into more and more hours, which leaves you with a lot more capacity, right? Right. So once you're at like 70, 80% capacity, you hire someone, that person may only be at 20% capacity. And once that person gets to 70 to 80% capacity, then you hire your next person. Get somebody next. Yeah. And then you always have, you always have enough wiggle. I always feel like you need enough wiggle room such that if you had like a 20 to 50% increase in inquiries next month, like you'd be able to take most of those without turning them away and simultaneously like do your next hire right
1: exactly yes 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 yes. yeah
0: yeah yeah okay so let's talk about um so you are a student of profit rx now this is going to be a little bit confusing for my audience I don't know what episode what order I'm going to release the student interviews in because we're recording a few but we are relaunching Unfuck your biz and Emily I don't think that you know this yet
1: no I don't
0: (laughs) We'll see this could end up being like a huge mistake, but I'm hoping it's not. Um, What we're going to do is we're going to take the core curriculum from ProfitRx and put it back in Unfuck Your Biz and make ProfitRx like our monthly ongoing support after the program. So Mm -hmm. although you're a ProfitRx student, we're really going to talk about you as if you're an Unfuck Your Biz alum because it's the same content people will be going through if that makes sense.
1: Okay. Makes sense. Yeah.
0: Okay. So if I ask you, like, why did you decide to join Unfuck Your Biz? Just think like, oh, why did I join this program? So why did you decide when, when did you join? And what prompted you? What made you decide that you needed to join?
1: I believe I joined the day after Christmas of 2022. I think it was like right after Christmas, you announced that you were going to open the doors again.
0: So you, you joined late then? Did I? I think so. Because we probably closed the cart like the week before Christmas. So you must have snuck in a little bit later.
1: May, what, whatever, whatever it was, it was that December push that you did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't managed. know how I, I managed to do that. But I'm glad that I did. And I literally was sitting on my couch, I saw a post about it, or you know, I received a communication from you about it. And I, I just said to myself, just do it now, Emily, just do it now. Do it, do it, get control. Like that's what it was. Like I'm getting control of all of these things in my life right now, being on my own, having my business, having my own place, living my own life. And this was like the last piece that was kind of like dangling in the back of my head, but you have no idea what you're going, what's going on with your finances. You just kind of wing it all the time. What would it feel like if you got control? And then I just clicked buy. And before I knew it, I was ready. I was enrolled.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Had you seen any of our launches prior to that? Was this the first time you, you'd kind of seen us promoting one of our programs?
1: Yeah, this might have been the first time because I think I first learned about you maybe a little bit before Wedding MBA last year and then at Wedding MBA. And um, then I started following you on socials and stuff like that. So
0: were you in conference confident with Renee and Amber?
1: I was not in conference confident. No, not that year. Not last year. I'm thinking about it for this year, though.
0: Okay, cool. Cool. I'll be there. Um, so that'll be fun, but okay. That's, that's fun. Did we meet at wedding MBA? Did you come to my booth? We
1: did. We, we met actually at the refined party. We rode the elevator together upstairs.
0: Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. That's I. We meet a billion people. It's a billion people. I met like a million people that week. And I don't know if you remember, but I was also like really sick that week.
1: Yeah. And I was trying
0: to like downplay it, but I'm pretty sure it was the start. I had a sinus infection for like three months. And that was yeah. like the the very start of it, so yeah, I'm glad that's over. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. so Meta Wedding MBA, you join ProfitRx. and for you, I think a lot of people join because they for like a very specific reason. They join because they they want to form an LLC. They join because they have back taxes. They join because they need their taxes filed. For you, it sounds more like you were just in this phase of wanting to get your business and your life together, and it just kind of was like right message, right time.
1: Yeah, but also like the fact that I had been ignoring it for so long, uh-huh. like like I was ignoring it. I had a really terrible relationship with finances. This goes back to like, you know, controlling parents who yeah. only gave me money. I never learned how to manage money, never learned how to do anything with that. And the desire for me to want to have that knowledge and control and a system of bookkeeping mm-hmm. like <laughs> that just that alone was a selling point for me. Like somebody can get me started on this really. Cause I couldn't do it alone. I couldn't do it alone. I needed the support. I needed the help. I needed no. the non-judgmental support that I ended up getting. I was like, I think that this might be okay for me. I think it'll be okay. Cause that was another thing that prevented me from uh, seeking out help is that I was worried about being judged. Um, I had a lot of insecurity and shame around it. And uh-huh. I wasn't looking forward to like, whenever I went to the dentist, he'd always scold me, you know, like you don't floss enough, and I was worried that that was going to be the similar thing. Like you should have been doing this a long time ago. Like I didn't want to have that kind of approach. But one of the things that I found with you and Profitor X and Connie is that you just really meet people where they're at. There's like yeah. no judgment that comes into play, and I think that that's that's something that really comforted me and made me made me feel empowered to do the work and to get control and to not be scared. Is that you were just like, okay, here's where we are. Let's get going.
0: Yeah, well judging people and shaming them like is not remotely helpful like in any in No. Any way, right. Uh, no! It's, it's kinda like it's kinda like what's the point? Okay. Yeah. So you joined the program. Did you just like dive right into the welcome videos or what?
1: Um I started by reading the textbook. Um uh-huh. I was reading the textbook on my phone. Um <laughs> how was that? It was fine. It was just fine. It was, a, there's a, lot I was of, like, there's a lot
0: to read there. Yeah. It
1: was, yeah. But I was able to just kind of like scroll through on my phone. I think in my first sitting, I got through like the first 75 pages or something like that. Like I, I guess I'm a quick reader, but also there's like diagram pages and stuff in uh-huh. there. But, um, so I started reading and then started the modules in, is, is that what you refer to them as modules? The Is that yeah. the program? Um, what yeah, the, and, the the new, and the new
0: version, we're calling them parts and chapters, but you know, it doesn't work okay. really, it's all semantics. Yeah.
1: So started doing that. And then I, um, I attended, oh, the, the, um, the Q and A's with you Uh every month, um, started up in January. And I was like, oh gosh, this is amazing. This is a place that I can go with other people. I love getting involved in a community around Uh something like this. And that's kind of what I found. I was like, oh, look, it's like a little community who are all people like me trying to do the same things, having similar issues. I can you, learn so you much. You go to a
0: lot of the co-working calls too with Connie, don't you? I do,
1: which is an untapped resource that a lot of people are not taking full advantage of, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're, <laughs> those are great. I ran them. I ran our co-working calls every week for like three years before yeah. I finally, I hired Connie and I was like, I need to outsource this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is great because now like I'll be doing intro calls with new students while Connie's doing co-working. But we did an, we did an intro call or did I do your, I did your bookkeeping setup. You did.
1: I? Yes, you did. You did okay. my setup with me. Mm-hmm. I
0: It's sad. I meet with like, it's. I mean, it's happy and it's sad. It's sad that my memory is so shitty, but it's happy that my memory is so bad because we're meeting with so many students and clients. So then they yeah. all just kind of blend together. So yeah. we met when, was that in like January, February? It was in,
1: in January. Yeah. And we was did in your January.
0: bookkeeping setup
1: we did my setup. I got everything in there. You sh- oriented me to the whole thing. You got me on my, uh, plan, my profit oh. RX plan. You kind of did the framework for where I was going to head to next. And, um, I just kind of took it from there.
0: And how much of your framework have you gotten through?
1: That's a good question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I need to go back
1: and look at that document. Um, I, I, I,
0: I'm going to pull up, I'm going to pull up your client card in Asana so I can see. And then, oh, okay, do it. Emily, yeah. uh, um, you are Emily. Connie has you in module three. Are you still in module three?
1: I just, yeah, I I'll be doing that next week.
0: Okay, cool. So we track everyone's progress. So every time you all complete an assessment, we get an email notification that you finished a module and then Connie tracks that in Asana. So we always know where you are. Okay, fantastic. So you read through module one, you watched the module one videos, you did your one-on-one bookkeeping setup um and then you gotta get back in your profit plan Cause you don't have anything checked off after that. But you've done module two, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: okay, so we'll check that off. And now you're on module three contracts, insurance and cash flow. yeah?
1: Yes, yes.
0: okay, yes. cool. So once you get through module three and four, that's where a lot of the magic is really gonna happen for you. but, How's your bookkeeping process been going? You've been keeping up with it?
1: It's It's been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I noticed that um, February, March, um, I didn't have a lot going on as far as like expenditures going, like, like uh, payments to log except for my normal monthly stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of switched to an every other week uh, routine with that. Um, so now, now that it's the busy season for wedding planning, um, I need to play a catch up, but I think I'm through at least the beginning of April with my, uh, bookkeeping, which is not bad because we're still in April. So I feel good about that. But yeah Yeah. it's it's been brilliant it's been really there's been some additional new expenditures like the past month like now i have my payroll to consider uh with Mm -hmm. my new employee i have um some insurance payments that are new for me um i had to get workers comp (laughs) which i probably should have beforehand but i didn't but i now i do so (laughs) that's going to be you know just like a chunk payment for the year which is fine um But it's, it's very easy. I do still think that the, 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 um, spreadsheet form is the best for me because I'm not high volume. It's just a little bit of extra expenditure. So you're using our
0: Google sheet template. Yes,
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And that's been pretty like, once you set it up, it's pretty easy, right?
1: Very easy. Very, very easy. And actually for the first time I, um, paid quarterly taxes and used the tax calculator to figure that out. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty cool. That was a little challenging. I had to go into the resource roundup to find the videos on that to kind of walk me through it. Um, but I ended up figuring it out. And then like, I think the, uh, I guess the brackets change every now and again, every year maybe right. of of the payment brackets. So I had to go find the new numbers, but then I just applied the same methodology to the new numbers and and figured out the number and
0: felt good about that. Um, this is Emily. Once you get through Module Four, you'll come up with your tax percentage, right? You should already yeah. have your tax percentage, and then you're going to set up your cash flow system to automatically say put your tax savings on autopilot. And then when you go to pay your quarterly taxes, you, you won't have to do any calculation. You just
1: Yes, yeah. yes. Well, so my bank account actually does that for me. I have a, a, a business bank account through a company called Lily mm-hmm. and they will do the automatic tax deduction. But I had just set it at like a... I picked the number. I picked right. a very aggressive number. So to be able to hone in on that, I talked to Connie um, and she advised that it's good to, to work through this so that you're not like ripping your own self off basically yeah. <laughs> by paying too much right now and getting a little bit more refined with um, with that percentage. So I'm looking forward to working through that.
0: Okay, cool, cool. So Connie, everyone that's listening, if you're like, who's this Connie woman? She's our uh, student success coordinator. So she runs our co working calls, and does intro calls with all of our students and all that kind of stuff. Have you talked to Brie at all? Have you attended any of the bookkeeping office hours?
1: I did. Um, I've talked to Brie uh, over the past two weeks when she was in on the co-working calls, like the the weekly co-working calls. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not needed to tap into her on Fridays yet um, because I have not had a specific question i think that would yeah. apply to her like mostly what i use the co-working calls for now the past two weeks is um working through my modules because i have somebody live right there in person if i have any questions i could just be like hey what's this
0: <laughs> yeah what's going on yeah most of it so brie does her office hours every friday but m- most of the folks that are messaging her are using quickbooks and the questions are yeah. more technical in nature because she yeah. is our team bookkeeper. okay Cool. So you mentioned earlier, you said that you have been getting control of your finances and you've seen a lot of like positive benefits from that. How's that really changing the way that you're running your business?
1: Ah, oh, good question. Um, it's making me less afraid to invest in things that I might not otherwise spend money on. Um,
0: why? Because you're like contemplating the, the ROI more? Or you just actually know how much money you have?
1: I just actually know how much money I have and I don't like I'm able to see into the future a little bit better to Mm -hmm. know that, Oh, can I afford this kind of monthly payment or um, whatever the case may be? Like I'm thinking about making, maybe I get a new computer um, because my computer is over 10 years old. (laughs) You know, Emily, Uh, I think
0: what I'm going to, what I'm going to start telling people it's I'm going to have to come up with a different example for every industry, but people always ask me about projections. How do I do projections? How do I guess how much money I'm going to make in my business? and i always have tips right but what i would say now is trying to teach someone how to do projections for their business income would i would imagine i would guess is kind of like trying to explain to someone how to guess how much a wedding is going to cost yeah in that it is mostly just intuitive and in something that comes with time and practice so if you're not regularly looking at your numbers You just you're not really going to learn how to do it. Like I can't like teach you how to do it that well and give you some pointers, but you just got to like do the work. And would you agree that like the more you do your bookkeeping, the better you get it knowing how much money you're going to be making?
1: For sure, for sure. And I've even done some like side spreadsheets for myself to kind of see what is going to happen in the future for my monthly income because the way I charge my I charge my clients monthly, they get their. their big chunk of money split into monthly payments Mm -hmm. um, up until their wedding day. So I figured that out. And then um, based on that, for the first time in my life, in my career, I've been able to see what it it could be by the end of the year. The other thing that you did for me that I really liked in my spreadsheet was that we separated my income based on my project type. So how much am I making for wedding management? How much am I making on partial planning? How much am I making on um, full service? And those numbers are really interesting to me too.
0: So what's so been is anything really been surprising to you? Like are you finding that you're making more in certain areas and less in certain areas that you than you would have expected?
1: Um, not necessarily. I I have seen a trend with my business personally, and I'm not sure why this is the case. I don't know the answer to this, but I'm booking more full service planning than I ever had before, mm-hmm. which is good, but I get like you said, I'm I'm starting to hit capacity. Like this year, I can't imagine taking on it anymore. And I think I've got five full service planning clients. Um, one is next year, but you know, for this year. And it's just that seems like that seems like it, you know, mm-hmm. like I can't do anymore. But I would like to I have the dates. That's the thing. Like I I have the this time availability, but I just couldn't. Um and so I fill in the gaps with like the the other levels of service that are less um intensive for me.
0: Yeah. Um but then but- you can look into. Then you can look into, are there different ways you can do it where you're not doing all of the planning, like your employee is doing some of it, right? So I think some people will do it. It's like, I take wedding A, you take wedding B, but it's also like, you can take wedding A and B, but someone underneath of you can be doing 50% of the work.
1: Capacity. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what I'm working on with my my new assistant is having them, they're, they're ramping in. We're having them in on my meetings Mm -hmm. that they learn about how we run meetings and how I like to track things. Um, Another thing that I didn't know that I, I, needed and loved was that they're taking notes for me during the meetings. I usually take my own notes, which are crap, but my assistant has a background background in stage management. So their job is basically to record everything that happens during a rehearsal and where the actors go on stage. So Mm -hmm. it just was second nature to them to take notes for me and provide me with a to-do list at the end of my meetings that has just been invaluable. So that's going to increase my efficiency. Finding ways to help me do my job better, I think helps a lot too. I'm not like spread out all over the place. Um, but yeah, the the plan is to to have them start to work on little bits and pieces. There are definitely aspects I can assign to them for current work, future work, where I can do more more work.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. It's also it's really hard to listen, listen and take notes at the same time and talk. Yes. So big value add for sure. Emily, I think what you're gonna like is what what I wanna see happen is once we start once we start launching Unfuck Your Biz, it's gonna be uh, a more time intensive program because everyone's gonna go through the curriculum at the same pace, uh, mm. which I think is gonna be great. They'll get through the core modules faster, but then after Unfuck Your Biz, when we invite them to join Profit RX with you and everyone else, we're gonna shift Profit RX to having a bigger focus on profit, <laughs> <laughs> profit, <laughs> profit, <laughs> and revenue, uh, which just kind of makes sense. But I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out right now. We're gonna we're gonna figure out a way to make it happen, but. What we want our core component of Profit RX to be is for people to submit their P&Ls to us every month, mm-hmm. along with um, observations and profit goals and projections. So what I want to do is I want to take the exercise that I do when I record my monthly profit reports and make all of you do that, because I think you're going to get so much better at managing your numbers.
1: That's awesome. That sounds great. I would love that. Now yeah. that I'm doing the work, so yeah. that's the next step.
0: <laughs> I think it, I think it'll be fun. I keep everyone accountable. We give it like a little bit more community around hitting profit targets, which will be fun. So you're getting pretty close then. Um, at this point in your revenue, also to doing your S corp election, are you planning on doing that next year? I
1: just when I did module two this uh-huh. week, I was like, huh, maybe I should <laughs> look at this. I don't, I don't. So. The idea of the S-Corp feels a little overwhelming just because I feel like I'm just finally getting started and getting a handle on things now. So my lizard brain wants to be like, no, don't do something new just quite yet. Don't do something new. I mean, but you already
0: already (laughs) got employees on payroll, so it's not that that hard just to add yourself.
1: And that's what Connie told me as well. Yeah, it was just kind of like the logical next step. So I'm entertaining the idea. That's for sure.
0: Well, you'll be ready. You'll be ready by January. You just need to figure out, you'll figure out what your salary needs to be, right? Uh, and then what we recommend in module four is that you just pay yourself that salary via bank transfer for a few months, three to six months. So I would think about it now, start in June. And if you're That's able insane. to do it every month until December, then you can make the election in January and you'll feel like super prepared to do it.
1: Okay. I could do that. (laughs)
0: Easy peasy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not so bad. Uh, Okay. So we'll start to wrap up here. Any other final notes or takeaways you want to share with all of our lovely people?
1: I guess I would just support and and I want to express some support and loving words for not being scared. If anyone was scared like me to get control of their business finances and start bookkeeping and know that in this program, you're going to be seen and heard and supported the whole way. And really, you can't get any better than that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what I would tell people is sometimes I feel bad because there are a few, like, people that I haven't, you know, they join the program. I haven't heard from them. I'm like, is it working? Are you doing the things? And we have done our very best to add as many touch points as we can for us to like actually reach out to people. But ultimately, like if you're not coming to the calls, if you don't show up, we have a hard time knowing when to help you. So ultimately, mm-hmm. when folks join the program, they just have to know all the resources they have at hand, which are a lot, I think,
1: and a take lot. advantage
0: of them. So yes,
1: yes, um, exactly.
0: Right. You can come to my month. It's like people can come to my Q and A's. They don't have time. They can message Connie with questions, come to weekly office hours. And when we launch the newest version of the program, we're going to have like, it's going to be much more structured and that we're going to say week one, we're covering module one, week two, we're covering module two. So I think that'll be that's fun. Awesome.
1: Yeah, that's so, great.
0: Yeah. So some folks, if they end up joining, they might get to come meet you on some of our calls.
1: Yes, I love them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, if people want to connect and be friends and do all of that, what's the best place for them to do that?
1: Uh, Instagram, I'm at em um That's my handle there. Um, otherwise you could just find me on my website, emilymonesevents.com.
0: Beautiful. All right. We'll put all that in the show notes. Emily, thank you so much for coming. on. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.